Hello. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Following Films Podcast, a movie podcast that takes you on a weekly journey into the world of cinema and into the minds of the talented individuals who shape it. I'm your host, Chris Maynard, and today we are joined by director-writer Dane Elkar to discuss his film, Brightwood. Jen and Dan's marriage is on the rocks, with Jen seriously thinking about ending it for good. But when the pair go on a jog around a local pond in an attempt to hash things out, they find themselves running in circles as the exit trail vanishes, and they repeatedly return to the same spot. Being stuck together in an endless loop would be bad enough, but when a silent hooded killer appears and starts tracking them down, the couple must figure out how to survive, together or apart. Before we dive into our conversation with Dane, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Bookman's. Bookman's is your go-to independent bookstore, where you can find an extensive selection of books, movies, music, and more. They truly believe in the power of storytelling and in the magic of the cinematic arts. So if you're looking to expand your film, music, or movie collection, be sure to visit your nearest Bookman's. There's always something truly wonderful to discover. Have you followed the following films podcast on Spotify? If you have, well, thank you. If you haven't, head on over to Spotify, search for Falling Films, and give us a follow. It really does help the show. Now, without further ado, here's my conversation with Dane about Brightwood. The film will be available on VOD and on DVD on August 22nd. Excuse me, on August 22nd. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey, Dane, how are you today? Hi. Sorry. There we go. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I can't tell you how much I, I want to thank you for taking time out of a Saturday to do this, man. I really oh, appreciate it. Oh, no, are it. you kidding? I, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Oh. That, uh, thank you for watching Brightwood and having us uh, on. Yeah. I, this, I'm on my second and a half time watching it. I was just going. Oh, back. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I guess the first thing I got to ask is, how yeah. the hell do you talk about this movie? Um, uh. <laughs> I, I genuinely believe your movie is spoiler proof. I don't want to give anything away, but I yeah. feel like I could describe exactly what I know about this movie in detail. And I don't think it would ruin the experience of watching uh. it. I don't, I don't want to do that, but I don't think it's Well, no, I'm open to talking about any aspect of it. I think that, um, you know, I mean, it's clear that there are multiple versions of them. I don't want to spoil the ending kind yeah. of thing, but no, that's no. fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can, I'm fine with that. Well, it's it's this really interesting film where I feel like it'll say so much about the individual and where their headspace is, how they read this film. Because yeah. I think you could see this as an incredibly hopeful and possibly romantic film, or you could see it as a really dark commentary on society, it's, depending it's on fu- the person. It's funny you say that because I that's what I that's what we're finding. I um the the, the reactions have been very varied in the sense that um i've I've had people come up to me and say you know your film really disturbed me and it depressed me and then i've had some people come up and say it's the it's the best uh uh, you know um uh romantic comedy (laughs) that they've seen so i think it really depends on where you are in your own relationships where you know how you're feeling about (laughs) relationships all of that well, I, I just had my 14-year anniversary last week. Oh, yeah. We're incredibly happy. And yeah. so when I'm watching this with my wife, we are just laughing at a no lot good. of shit. It's like, this is, oh, my God, I, I feel 
there's uncomfortable parts of my twenties that I'm seeing yeah. mirrored here. I'm, you know, 46 now. So it's like, oh, sure. God, man, I was such an asshole. And oh, yeah. not, not, not the exact things, but there's a lot of this. I think most guys, any guy that stayed up for way too many hours playing a video game will uh -huh. understand this character or possibly <laughs> see a little bit of themselves here. I, I mean, it, it, I, uh, have been with my, uh, wife for, uh, I mean, 18 years or something. <laughs> like that. So yeah, thank you. So, I mean, we, when you meet so young and you, and you kind of stick through and we have a six-year-old daughter, um, you really do see yourself going through these cycles. Yeah. I'm a totally different person than I was when we met and you kind of go through these times when you're madly in love with each other and then just completely annoyed by each other. And, um, and I think that that's that uh, a lot of that uh, uh, is just what occurs naturally because time is going on and you're changing and everything's changing and being presented with new problems. But um, uh, certainly that feeling uh, uh, I, I, I know well, and I felt that this type of kind of plot device was going to be a really interesting place to kind of dissect that those elements of a relationship and that, that, there was a there's a possibility of it being a kind of a strong metaphor in some ways. Uh, oh, certainly. Uh, well, well, absolutely. And the thing is, you manage to deal with something that is very, very precise. You can when you go back and mm -hmm. watch it, you really appreciate how information is doled out in this film and how at oh, exact moment you. certain things are happening. Yeah. But it feels completely organic. This film feels utterly lived in, um, in a way that a lot of films that are this exact do not, if that makes sense. I, I, well, I mean, I thank you so much. I'm so happy that you you take that from uh, the idea had been with me for a long time. Uh, it started out as a short film that I made called The Pond. Hmm. And uh, basically, it wasn't a couple. It was just I, I played the part, actually, in this very, very low budget. And it was just me running around the pond. And I started... As I was making that film, I kind of was saying in the back of my head, man, if, if it was a couple, this would be a really interesting like thing to kind of throw them into this environment. And, um, but what the short did is that it, it, it was a, it was an experiment to kind of see if this kind of the basic plot elements of being stuck and going around, um, if it would work and if I could make it exciting. And so when I went to write, Brightwood, I knew the game. I knew the elements. I knew how it was going to end. I knew yeah. everything. It was just basically now I get to take these, these kind of, this kind of fuddy duddy couple and just kind of throw them into this environment and just kind of play with it and see how it unfolded in my brain while I was writing. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Well, it's, it's so funny because it's something that to me, genre films, which this is clearly a genre film, but yeah. The best ones are ones that you can kind of take out the genre element and they still hold up on their own. Mm -hmm. And this is absolutely sure. a film that this just oh, could great. have been the couple running around the pond with nothing, yeah. Um, yeah. supernatural sci-fi, whatever your read mm -hmm. happens to be here, whatever the thing is that's causing this to happen. Yeah. Um, it would still work. And I think that's the heart of the film. That is absolutely the beating heart of this thing is oh, this couple in their relationship. So it's like the that stuff feels secondary, even though that's how you got there first. It was always it was always meant to be. Yeah. It was just the it was the thing that would allowed me to kind of deal with the relationship. And it was all I I knew that cycles were a lot on my mind. I knew that I kind of wanted them to be uh, you know, kind of be breaking up at the beginning and then kind of have this kind of back together, you know, this kind of these loops. And so yeah, it was always secondary. It was always the relationship was the key. I wanted to make essentially a sci-fi horror movie about relationship. 
And and, and yeah. it absolutely works. But it, it's there's one line in here I think that comes from people that have been together for as long as you have, as long as me and my wife have yeah. been together, where it's you're the one I'm comfortable with. You're the one that I yeah. get. it's like, is this perfect? No, no, of course not. But you're the one that yeah. I know. And I couldn't imagine going out into the world and trying to re-explain myself to somebody like you get it already there's such a shortcut in language with each other and mm -hmm. you get me and i get you and we don't have to worry about all that that part of it scares the hell out of me I, that's why i couldn't oh. imagine leaving my wife and that yeah. that's what i was reading in that moment other people could see that as like a looking out to the world and we're only we're huddling up together and looking out at the rest of this world is the others even when they are absolutely not others from us yeah. but you still see them that way so sure I, i'm aware of those two reads but i tend to lean on the romantic your performances though are what matter here more than anything else oh thank uh, for, you yeah because if you don't have this thing cast properly it's not going to hold up you know there's no yeah there, there's a genre elements that you can lean into there's a little bit of the mind fuckery that you can kind of say oh what what the hell's sure. going on here anyway yeah but the thing that got me going back here again was really to hang out with this couple a little bit longer so I, um, yeah, I, I, we did something a little bit different that a lot of films I don't think do is I, um, I had been working on another project with Max Wartendyke who plays Dan. Yeah. Um, he's my producing partner, fantastic actor. And, uh, and that project kind of fell through during the pandemic. And, um, you know, I really wanted to kind of, I, the drive to make a feature film was so strong. So, um, you know, I started thinking about this couple going around a pond again, and then, and it really started to kind of form in my head of how I could make it work. So um, I started writing the script. I wrote it pretty fast, at least that first that first draft, and then um, I showed it to Max. He really responded to it, and then uh, after some talks, he introduced me to Dana Berger, who plays Jen. Uh, and she's she's uh, incredibly smart and very funny, and I knew that having these kind of having that humor in it was going to be really important uh, as we went along. But what I did in terms of the script is once we, once we really got the go and we were going to make this, this movie, um, uh, I invited them into the, into the writing process in a sense that what we would do is we would work a little bit more like theater. So we would get on these zoom calls and they would read, and then I would go and rewrite and then we would get back on and we did this at first once uh once a week then it went to twice a week so they would read i would rewrite i would take their um their thoughts um and it really helped distill down the language of the script and uh i mean the plot was kind of always there but it, it just to get it really tight and um and so that they would be so comfortable in what they were saying uh uh so that when we actually were in the woods, which I knew was not going to be an easy uh, shoot. Um, yeah. I like to go into the woods. I'm, I, I love to go out and be in nature, but they, they're two born and bred New Yorkers. <laughs> um, so I knew there was going to be some difficulty. And so uh, uh, having them be so into their characters and knowing it was really important. It really made it so that the shoot went a lot faster. Well, and, and it feels there's that, distance that you have sometimes where people are using language that feels unfamiliar to them. Um, right. And it's just, and it's something that it's, there's just that one more degree of separation between the audience and the performance. And, right. it, you know, if you're in theater, you're, it's immediate, it's right there. And when you can feel yeah. that you can, you know, hear the breath uh, when it, it gets quiet and those kinds of things that just make it so alive. And when you're in a film, 
when you're watching that, if you're in a theater, it's that much closer because there's still separated, but it's closer because you're in an audience, but then you're on your couch at home watching this. And maybe you're watching this by yourself and you're just reacting and it's just as distant as it could possibly be. So anything that yeah. you can do to pull them in closer, I think is an, just an incredible idea to do it that way. Cause I think you do end up getting the performance closer to the audience in that way. No, oh, good. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I agree completely. And I don't, and, I, and a lot of times that doesn't get to happen. You don't get no. to really rehearse <laughs> on a film set that, that much. So um, it made it very personal. They became that what they brought to the, um, to their characters was was uh, so wonderful, and um, uh, they had a lot of really wonderful ideas. And so, all of that, uh, if it if it if I felt it worked, then yeah, we would let's give it a try. Well, uh, it, it, that that fight that you have in the opening, the job mm -hmm. where they get before the movie reveals, it takes a little while before it reveals what it really sure. is. But yeah. when you have that initial argument, it's something that has this whole. There was a side of it that me and my wife are watching this. We have totally different reads right away where she's, you know, watching this and she's like, my God, why is she so horrible to him? And I'm like, no, nah. you, don't, you, you don't know what he did. We don't yeah. know what he yeah, did yeah. yet because I've been on the other side of this particular jog and I know that sure. he did something. And so and it's that kind of thing where you're just you're watching this and you're just so invested right away with this couple. And it it, it is the situation they're in and it's just how you're getting information slowly over time, but it's not something that ever feels performative that you're kind of giving exposition because you don't, oh, that's great. You never tip the act to tip your hat to the audience to say, Oh, by the way, here's going to be the scientist running in at the end of act three to explain exactly what's been happening this whole time. Right. Because, you know, which I think would usually happen in a time, time loop movie, you know, yeah, it would be, it, it's about solving something and, you know, or, or trying to figure out a way out. And this is much more, you know, uh, actually, this is what I was going to say um, to go back <laughs> to your other question is that, yeah. Um, about that, about feeling, is it the the interesting thing about uh, this genre, this type of time loop or time warp? I kind of consider it more like they're stuck in a time glitch, you know, that's yeah. possibly being, uh, you know, that there's something that's causing it. Is there a manipulation somewhere? Right. Yeah. Yeah. A time manipulation. Yeah. Um, but that the the interesting thing about this, and particularly if you're in relationships for so long, um, uh, is that it, it's some it's so interesting to think that it's impossible for us to be stuck in a time loop it's just physically not possible however we all seem to know what it feels like to be stuck in a time loop because we all in essence are kind of stuck in time and we're stuck in time with the relationships that we have with people so it seemed it just works it's it's so simplistic but it seemed to work so uh it, it the possibility of using it as as just a a, a the thematically would be so perfect for a relationship and for a long relationship and having that, that idea that you're stuck with someone or that you're, you're so comfortable with someone um, that you can't see your life without this person now. And, and yeah, if anybody that's been in a long term relationship, you have those things that, you know, it was a conversation that we were having when we went out to dinner on our anniversary last week where it's, you know, the, okay, what, if there was one thing you could change, what would it be about each other? And in Yo, all wow. honesty, no, no, and it, it, <laughs> yeah. but it, it didn't great. get, it didn't get ugly. Yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. It, Cause it was really, it was a conversation that was about, well, there's all these things that are predicated on that, that are built upon those flaws that if you take out that, what else falls out from underneath that? Because you do this one thing that I might find really jarring at times, are sure. there other things that I love about you that would we would lose in the 
in those changes. And so I think that's what you get to at a point that you realize, no, they're 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 pointless. It's those are things that, you know, that's a young man's game to me. Sure. Like trying to it's when we first got engaged, it was this I'm making a bet on not who you are today and that you're going to remain the same, but I'm making a bet that there's a person 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the road when all the aesthetic slips away when gray Mm. and I have, you know, two marbles rolling around in there, barely coherent (laughs) that you're somebody that's still going to make me laugh. Cause at the end of the day, that's the thing that matters to me. That's the thing that I really connect with you about. So what are those things? And that's really what our, um, conversation was about that night and it's a kind of what of all these things mean and then in this film i feel a lot of that here that this feels very much like these are people that are going through similar experiences but it's something that's being handled in this time loop that it's being handled in a way that is this other thing it's the excuse to make it a movie that's it and it's like you have to have these sort of plot machinations we have to have like we had to have a societal need for us to go out and have this dinner that night because it's our mm-hmm. anniversary. It's what you're supposed to do. We actually yeah. had this really beautiful conversation that night and it was just, well, that's, that great. Really that's great. Yeah. So, and and this is a part of that for us. Yes. Yeah. It was seeing your film, like just a few oh, days wow. before we're talking about that. So yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's so great to hear. You know, that's well, really, that's really great. Well, that, that was literally our takeaway from this. Cause you're having mm-hmm. that thing. And it's like the, what would be the deal that you would want to change about me? Cause to me, we, we, there's another film. Sorry, and I'll get back to yours in just a second. Sure. But there's a, yeah. um, when we first saw Gone Girl together, we went to see that in the theater. Okay. Uh-huh. We're, like, we're like, this is like the most romantic movie I've ever seen in my life. I get this <laughs> because these are two deeply broken individuals that yeah. left to their own devices. One of them's a slacker who doesn't have a job, who plays video games all day. The other yeah. one's a serial killer. Yeah. But they, the person that they're with, they're inspired to be better people than they actually are in their heart of hearts. So, sure. so like, it, it's, it, and, and so that's how I took it, that, that movie. Yeah. And that's how we see it. It's like, yeah, I need to be a better person for you. I know I'm yeah. kind of a piece of shit, but when I'm with you, I want to be better than I am. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that, um, there are certainly a lot of elements in there and I, you, you know, it's funny the, when you're writing about relationships and, and, some of it is obviously personal. Some of it is clearly uh, in my relationship with my wife, but relationships, you know, it, it's also, I have family members that go in and out of this kind of yeah. strange toxicity. You, you know, that's, you know, on a macro, you could say like, oh, so much, this idea of just these cycles of going in and out um, is always present. And it was really on my mind when I was, when I was obviously writing this and um and coming up with these ideas. So to, to have it reach you in such a way is fantastic. Well, it was like the Cronenberg thing where um, if you go back and you watch the brood and you find out who's going through a divorce at the time, you're like, Oh, oh yeah, this movie's hilarious. <laughs> Knowing yeah, that yeah, yeah. like, is well, this yeah. is the most cynical movie I've ever seen. And it's really funny. Like this is a, yeah. he's dealing with some shit through this thing. And then, sure. But like for this, that was my, that that's what we were asking at the end. We're like, is this guy happy in his relationship or are they, is this writing this afterwards as a broken individual? Like where's his Dane stand today? Oh, I mean, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, the great thing is, is that, you know, like I said, we've been together for so long. I think that unlike the, what, unlike Dan and Jen, it'd probably be good to have some family therapy every, you know, every once in a while, you know, I would suggest that to the audience. Oh, it, it's, it's never a bad idea. Um, no. I, I mean, I, I have, 
I personally haven't been through therapy yet, but I, yeah. and I say yet because I know that I need it at some point in time. That yeah. is something that <laughs> sitting down with an outside observer to say like, hey, um, you're not right about this. Or, yeah. you know, maybe there's some truth in what you're saying that somebody that doesn't care, somebody that's a neutral observer would be helped. Not that they don't care, but somebody that's um, they have no investment in my thoughts or ideas. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's always good to talk and it's always good to express yourself and to have an, uh, an environment where you feel like it, it, you're free to do that. Yeah. I think that um, what I, I'm so thankful that my wife, Karen, is like, okay with this. But yeah, some of that does go into my art because that's what I do, I do with it. Um, but yeah, I think expressing it in a way. And, you know, the thing that's interesting about uh relationships and all of these things is that we don't really necessarily know how to do it the right way and and that's expressed in the film as well you know there is no necessarily um uh, right version of this it's basically good choices and bad choices and how much control you have over really what's going on is really just what you what path you're deciding to take so uh, absolutely and i you know mm -hmm. something that i just just popped into my mind. There was a question that I had um, mm -hmm. was what was the larger line item in the budget? Was it earbuds or blood? <laughs> oh, it's always blood. <laughs> it's always blood. Well, and it's, it, there is, it's funny. There's no, there isn't that much blood in no, it. No, no, um, but it works the way you do it. But, you leave, yeah. Uh, no, it's you can, there, it's there. So. You can, we, I mean, I had a lot of earbuds, that's true, but we had a, we had a ton of blood and then we had to go out and make more blood. And, um, <laughs> it was just whenever you, whatever you plan for the amount of blood on a film set that you think you're going to need, you need to like double that basically. Well, so. It doesn't, um, it depends if you get like the viscosity of it, correct. Right. How thick right. it is if you're doing, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, you always need more for sure. Yeah. But, um, how today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. Do you have books, movies, or music gathering dust on your shelves? Give them a new life at Bookman's. They gladly accept trade-ins and buy used media. Clear up some space for new artistic journeys while knowing that your books, movies, and music will find a loving home. On my latest trip to Bookman's, I found a copy of the 1946 film, Beauty and the Beast. This film is an absolute classic and a cinematic treasure that has stood the test of time, captivating audiences for generations now. This film is extraordinary it weaves a spellbinding tale that touches the heart and ignites your imagination. From the very first frame, the exquisite artistry and attention to detail transport you to a mesmerizing realm of fantasy and wonder. Cocteau's visionary direction infuses each scene with poetic elegance, and it allows the story to unfold in a visually stunning and emotionally resonant manner. One cannot help but be captivated by the production design and breathtaking cinematography. The opulent castle, with its haunting corridors and magical rooms, becomes a character in itself. And this isn't like when people say New York is a character in the film. This is a literal character in the film. The ethereal lighting and intricate set pieces create a visual feast that immerses the audience in a realm of enchantment. What truly sets this rendition of Beauty and the Beast apart is its ability to delve beyond the surface and explore the complexities of human nature, 
The film delves into themes of love, sacrifice, and the transformative power of acceptance. It reminds us that true beauty lies within, and that appearances can be deceiving. The allegorical elements presented throughout the story add depth and thought-provoking layers, making it a timeless tale with universal resonance. Beauty and the Beast, it's nothing short of a triumph when it comes to storytelling and craftsmanship, a true cinematic gem that continues to captivate audiences even after decades. There's very few things you can see that were made 80 plus years ago, or almost 80 years now, I guess, if I'm doing my math correctly, um, that still hold up. That stands as a testament to the power and imagination and the enduring appeal of a tale as old as time. If you seek a film that transports you to a world of magic, look no further than this timeless masterpiece. I cannot recommend the film highly enough and recommend that you go to your local Bookman's to unearth your new favorite film. Remember, Bookman's has your cool covered. Enjoy the rest of the show. Much do you understand personally what's happening in this film? Do you have, I don't want to know. I, I never yeah. want the answer because I actually. Oh, you mean like the mechanics of it? Mm-hmm. So when I was doing different drafts of of the script early on, you could you could kind of visually see a little bit more of what might be going on, but there was never an intention to give any sort of answer yeah. beyond what's in the film. You know, okay. it was always. I mean, it would have been. It's one of those questions. If you had a bigger budget. Could you have some kind of visual representation happen? And and it really just didn't. It it, it ended up just getting cut out pretty early on. Um, well, you could do this thing as a black box play. Honestly, yeah. you could really just strip <laughs> this thing down. Even it's already a fairly stripped down movie, but you could really just get rid of all those elements because I don't think that's what makes this movie work. It's something yeah. you could get rid of all of that, and it is just about these interactions where you could play this off just these two people and it would 100% work. Sure. I mean, that'd be an interesting idea. See how fun, how many times I could run around the, <laughs> the theater in a little, little black box theater. Yeah. But it's, I, I wonder, it's just, um, there was a part of me that started with that idea of, I guess, with this being a time loop, there's the, mm-hmm. pr- the prime characters that we meet right away. Sure. And then there's different incarnations that we meet along the way. And yeah, there's a point where you could think that maybe these are not the same two people that are at the end that started together. Um, And I, that was something that was kind of an interesting, I don't know if that's there fully or not, but I started kind of playing around with that idea in my mind a little bit. Well, I think whatever's happening in this, in this time loop or is that, you know, there are these different places where, you know, uh, multiple versions are coming in. And I do think that, each couple, I like to think that each couple or the couples that we have later on in the film, they just, they just know the game a little bit they more. They, 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 they get it. What's going on again. It's never so much about solving it, but they get what's happening in some way. Uh, even though they're questioning it still. Uh, so in that, re- in that sense, I do think that they are, you know, they're different from the first, the first couples that we see. From, absolutely. Okay, that's well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's the, the events they go through, mm-hmm. and how long has this been taking place for? There's all these kinds of questions. Yeah, have they been out? The idea that they get there long enough to start getting hungry and desperate. Yeah, and in the eye of the viewer, that it's we're watching this and we're thinking, this has just been 30 minutes. That's how long yeah. we've been watching this. This appears yeah. to be 
playing out in real time, then you realize, no, they, they've been in here for a long time and we just don't see it yet. And then you start expanding yeah. the world and it's just uh, I, that part of it. I think you could really lose the track of what's great about this. You could go down that path and I think you could start applying yeah. those ideas to it, but it is something that I think you're better off just focusing on the people and that side it, of the story. Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways it, it would, the, the Dan and Jen that start the film and they're the ones that we're introduced to and we follow, you know, in my head might be the, you know, 200th version to go into this thing. And, and so we're, we're seeing them, we're seeing, obviously they don't know that this is going to happen to them, but once they're in this situation, uh, yeah, there's been lots of versions that have potentially existed before, which I thought was just interesting, you know, I think. Well, and that's the, does that hold anything? Is there anything yeah. that carries over? Is there like kind of the the reptile brain that we all have? There's these things that we know how to do that we've never been taught how to do. These things that we have, things are carried along. There's instinct that carries along from generation to generation that you don't have sure. to tell someone how to do something. We just kind of naturally know how to do certain things. Is there a memory from generation to generation? From generation. Instinct? You know, oh, that's interesting. I never really thought of it like that. I felt like, I, I think it was more the longer you're in there, if you're willing to um, do these kind of things and survive, you, you, you know, you, it, you, you learn it, you learn what's going on. So you learn where you need to be when others will be there. So, uh, again, I think you're right. Like if you get too into it, you can go down kind of a rabbit hole that, it, but that's what, it, that was always on my, on my, on my mind when we were talking, when I was talking to the actors, because yeah. that was one of the things too, you know, they have to play these uh these characters and there's times when different versions are interacting and it's like what are those subtle differences and where are they in their in in time uh and uh i remember with with dana i did kind of like a timeline uh to kind of to kind of map it all out and in the script there was like dan one and dan two and you know it, it it all had to be explained very clearly yeah because i knew that uh again uh once we were out there we needed to know how we were going to film it and how we were going to present these characters and all of that and it's um you just get to have so much fun in the execution of that though when you get back to, and you get to recontextualize scenes multiple times from different points of view and that yeah. just it's it it's one of those things that it almost these types of films when they do that it kind of demands a rewatch at the very yeah. least so you can oh, go cool. back and you can yeah. see that if it does it hold up now that i know what i know does this thing work and yeah your film absolutely does hold up under multiple well one movies. thing that i was surprised and it was it, there is a scene and i'm fine with talking about it there's a scene that is essentially the same scene we've seen with one of yeah. with the original versions of these characters and then now we're presented in a different way and we essentially do the exact same scene over but now the stakes are completely different yeah and um and we have no idea what's happening we don't really know who what who what jen who's you know what's going on um but i felt it fascinating uh, uh just me personally i was uh, like can i have these characters essentially say the same words but this have completely everything change in how we're dealing with it how we're filming it we're filming the opposites of everything um and i worked really hard with the actors on that and i think they did it beautifully because it there's a lot of subtlety in it there's some strangeness 
Uh, but uh, I, I was happy with how that turned out because you have no idea when you're actually doing it if that would work at all. Well, I, I'm glad you showed from restraint in this by not calling the movie a stupid amount of time because I'm yeah. such a bad writer. That's what I would have called this thing. Yeah, a stupid amount of time. Absolutely. That'll be, the, that'll be the sequel. <laughs> well, it, it's one of those things like those lines that, that appears multiple times in the film. And each time it has a wildly different meaning where there yeah. it, it does go through the thing where it's just it's kind of it's from the first time we hear it, it's you know resentful and then you hear it later and there's something that just a it's almost it's melancholy and then you hear it yeah. and it's a little bit scary and it's just it's yeah. the it and that's really the theme of the film it's just uh, yeah. these emotions that you feel at the different stages and cycles of your life and nice. yeah this we're, is we're, uh, yeah stuck so, in time stuck exactly. in time <laughs> but man i i just this is one of those genre films that I, it's the reason that I do this. Um, oh, wow. It's just the, the, the best job that I ever had was when I was uh, a teenager and I worked at a video store and I could, mm-hmm. you know, I knew somebody's taste and I could go, okay, no, no, you need to check out this one. This is something yeah. you haven't heard of. You need to see. And that's what I want to do. I want to find things that just need a little bit of a signal boost, something that I'm really excited about at the very yeah. least. And this is one that I want to share with people because this is just one of those films that has such a unique voice um, because there's certain, yeah, this is a time loop story, but it's the, that's what's fascinating about it. And interesting. It's what you did with that thing. Yeah. We've seen other time loop stories and it's just the, there was a point in time where I would say, okay, that's been done. You need to find a completely different thing. And actually I kind of love when people take a general conceit, an idea, and then they put their spin on it and they do something wildly different with it. And I think you've yeah. done something really powerful here. That's, oh, well, thank it, you it, so much. You don't see in the genre space yeah. enough. So congratulations. Well, as, as someone who, w- uh, w- who worked at a video store as a kid too, <laughs> I, I, I sincerely really appreciate that. And thank you so much for, you know, watching and having me on and all of that that's that's so great well it's a little it's a it's a small film we put so much heart into it you know it needs it needs its champions because it can get lost out there well there's this this is the the one thing that turns me off faster than anything is cynicism and not like a movie can be cynical in its sort of its societal view i'm fine with that that's what satire is but a movie that feels like it's a cash grab or it feels like there wasn't heart in it. And it was just, well, if I make a horror film, they'll let me make that thing that I wanted to make. And you don't feel that here. Um, You just, you just feel absolute heart in every frame of this film that everybody that's here was doing this. It's a, and I don't know you, and it's something I talk about a lot, but I don't know how you can define it and how I can pinpoint it and say, yeah, that's the moment. That's where you can see it. <laughs> um, but it's on both sides. You can, it's just something that happens that you can feel it when people are there and they were. Well, I mean, I think that with Max and and Dana, just taking the risk of going out and, and doing all of this stuff. I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. It was it was coming right out of the pandemic. We were, I mean, just we were actually when we started, we were kind of still in it. There, we all just needed this, and it was yeah. clear. And I think that that kind of passion shows shows. Um, and I think that even though it de- deals with some dark darker issues and dark comedy, you know, about relationships, um, uh, I mean, they look at it as like one of the best experiences that they've they've had. I think it was an amazing time making it. I just was exhausted because I was doing lots of stuff. So, <laughs> so. Well, that, that, that's a good sign though. It's the, um, it's, you. it's really tough for me. It's why I'm a shitty editor 
I can't divorce myself from the experience of making and from what I already know. And oh, so yeah. somebody, and so I, as an outsider looking in, this does that, that's, this feels like you can feel joy on screen here. And so oh, much of this is like, that's the, great. The, it's yeah. the, the ending as dark as this is the ending yeah. here. There's, it's just, I had the biggest smile on my face and I'm not going to give that away. But yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that moment, the end, and I was like, that, that's absolutely perfect. I'm so I'm glad. watching, watching it in a theater. It's so, it's amazing. The different responses because watching <laughs> it in a theater, you'll get people go like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it's like you, you can, I have the experience of often watching things and just kind of watching my wife, watch it at the same time sure. to get a less, you know, somebody who hasn't spent way too many hours in a darkened theater thinking about crap. That's really not that important, but I think it's really important. Um, you know, and I can watch her through that and then I can sort of get her. It's why I watch things with my son and I want to watch yeah. things through their eyes. I want to see how that's working outside of it. So somebody that's yeah. not thinking about a shot and how they pulled something off somebody that's not, okay. Was the person underground in this? How did they break that arm? What was, what were they doing there? Like trying yeah. to unravel the magic trick. Um, and to watch it through that moment and see her face. And it yeah. was just something that was just the, the look of like, she's just, Oh fuck. It just, <laughs> I was so happy with that. It just brought me so much joy to see that. Amazing. Like, you didn't, yeah. you didn't give it away. You gave a, an, an ending that's emotionally honest. That's true to the yeah. story and you didn't, you landed it. So yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> but and so cool. It just is a, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I'm so glad that, um, Ted sent this over. Cause I, yeah. he's one of those people. I trust his stuff. Um, he generally oh, only works with, yeah, he's, he's that, amazing. He's great. I mean, a yeah. great filmmaker in his own right. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's one of those guys that he just, he just tends to rep really good shit. And so if I see him and he's saying, this is something you need to watch. Okay. I don't need to read a description. Yeah. I, went, I went to this thing utterly blind. I knew the title of your film. That was it. And that, yeah. and it was a little bit of a mind bender. That was all I knew about it. Yeah. And, I recommend people do the same thing. Just go oh, in, watch this. Yeah. You're in good. You're in good hands. That's fantastic. Well, I probably should also say that uh, it, we are going to be available on DVD and VOD on August 22nd. Awesome. So that is when hopefully you can dive into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad they're check out. Check out my love stories. I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, th this is definitely a, uh, a. I mean, I think it's an emotionally vulnerable film. So yeah. to, to me, it feels very raw uh, in a lot of ways where I'm assuming there's probably moments that are that thing between you and your wife where she might look over and go, really, you put that in that? Yeah, that kind of uh, yeah. I mean, certainly. Yeah, there's some of that. And I and, you know, it's also too, I was thinking about it. It's in a weird way. There's kind of a little Dan and, and a little Jen inside my head, you know, mm -hmm. too. They're both kind of part of me. You know, I'm I am the I am a, a, a writer that's probably uh, we'll sit around and have a little too much wine and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm also the gen that's like, well, got to get up, got to go for a jog, you know, get the work done. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't, so, isn't that just it though? And yeah. it's that, that's the, the whole part of it. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, for one though, I'm somebody mm -hmm. that I, I have to have that in my life. I need to be that outside thing. That's calling me on my bullshit. That's yeah. Of, yeah, of course. the, 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 sorry. And this is kind of the last thing, the fucked up thing about memory is you tell yeah. yourself a story enough times you have a perception of a story and not the reality of it after of a while. And yeah. it's good to have somebody that's been there with you a long time ago. That's not actually how that happened. Yeah. And you start yeah, yeah, telling yeah. a story together. So it's, it's longevity is a good thing. 
Yeah, that's uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, you think back. You know, it's funny. Um, I can't remember where I got it, but it it in you look back at um a, your relationship, and some of it seems so distant. Some of it seems like it just you know faded. But in reality, it's like just a weird, long, fucked up weekend. <laughs> You're kind of just like, what happened to this? Do you remember how that was? I yeah. don't know. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, great. Well, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the, the the weird thing. It's those those sort of signposts that you, and kids do that too, where yeah. you, you have a six-year-old now, I have a seven-year-old and a 12-year-old, mm-hmm. and that or 13-year-old, Jesus Christ. And that, and that just, <laughs> it, 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 that's literally it, that I think that, you know, I have this kid that I still see as a kid in my mind, and he's going to be driving in a minute. He's going to be in college. Yeah, like, that's the, incredible. Ne- the next day. So it's just crazy. I still feel I like a kid. I so. Yeah. It's true. And yeah, I see that in my daughter as well. It's amazing how, t- how fast it goes, how wonderful it is and how, you know, kind of scary it is all at the same time that it's just all, <laughs> it's all going, but uh, you know, that's why we make these, we make these films and we get to talk about it and it's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday to talk about this one. Cause you, you got something special here and I loved it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having us or having me on and inviting Uh, And watching the film. And yeah, I just, I can't thank you enough. And this has been a great conversation. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
voice crack.